0: Okay, you're right. I'm in, I'm in that 760 leaning when I'm starting. I blow 50 Gs a me, but these like this is nothing. Please don't interrupt me when I'm talking to my love He's putting them diamonds all over my front new love. Me, I get busy. I put that work in if it's perfect. One through itself, I make a crime scene perfect. Niggas talk about me all the time behind my back. They don't talk about me in my face because I'm strapped. That's when I just get the buzzing I say I'm a new woman, ain't nobody saying nothing okay, okay, okay. When they talk about me, they say I'll be tripping yeah. What they say about me doesn't make me mad no, no. I think they're hitting, do they see me when I'm
1: falling yeah. Man, I can't help it if they really do it bad no,
0: no. Okay, alright, okay, you're right, okay
1: King known uncensored and we back for another episode early season thoughts on all 30 NBA teams after three games yeah they'll be like it's only three games that's everybody's favorite excuse man everybody's favorite excuse I'm like I could tell if a team gonna be good even if they're owing three they still might be good (laughs) unless you're the Los Angeles Fakers, but we'll get to that. Because body language is everything. A 0-3 Kings is better than a 0-3 Lakers. You wanna know how I can tell? Body language. Body language, camaraderie, and chemistry. But first off, we got some real shit going on. Friday, allegedly, Drake and 21 Savage are dropping an album called Her Loss. Hmm. Interesting. Now me personally, Drake owes us for dropping all those turds over the years. Like he dropped Dark Lane, which was ass. He dropped Certified Lover Boy, which was half ass, half dope. And then he dropped Honestly Nevermind, which was a bag of shit turds with a couple of uh diamonds in there but still a bag of shit turds for Drake's caliber of artist. Like he hasn't, I don't, I think Drake's last good album was Scorpion. That was his last good one. Cause Scorpion was what? Oh, uh, 2018, Dark Lame was 2020, um, Certified, Lover Boy was 2021. Yeah, so Scorpion was his last good project and I had said over the years that I criticized Scorpion a little bit too harshly when it first came out. But now that, I, you know, that I've had some years with it, it's actually a good project despite it being 25 tracks. <laughs> and that was a part of the reason why Certified Lover Boy wasn't good. It was too many goddamn songs. If Certified Lover Boy would have been 17, 18 songs, would have been fine. But Drake teaming up with 21, this is what he needed to do. You know, I don't know what happened with him in future. You know, I think I would think that him and future teaming up would be a little bit more lucrative. But um I'm here for it. I'm actually here for a Drake and 21 project. We know the production's gonna be great. We know Drake going to be talking shit. We know 21's going to be talking shit. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. Drake and 21 Savage have not missed with any collaboration. Let's keep it a bean. Let's keep it a buck. Drake and 21 Savage have not missed with a collaboration. And I think this is going to be really good. Hopefully, this can be the first classic that Drake has ever been a part of. <laughs> Moving on. Now, there's this report. There's this rumor out here. Now, however, there, the thing is, right, there isn't any link to this shit. You know, but the streets are saying this about LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. Allegedly, And I mean, allegedly, because me personally, I couldn't find the shit, you know, because usually when people post stuff, there's a source attached to it. There's a legitimate source. So I can't confirm this rumor 100% at all. I don't think I can confirm it 10%. But I hope, I don't know, man. I have mixed feelings about this because somebody need to get up in Russell Westbrook's face and LeBron's face. And it's just funny that they're doing that to each other. But allegedly, Russ and Braun had to be separated due to a physical altercation after a devastating loss against the Portland Trailblazers. Now, we saw LeBron's body language when and Anthony Davis's body language when um, Russ took a shot to get a two-for-one when it was like 25 seconds left. We all saw that. It's my boy, Dave Dallas the lakers up and oh yeah nigga my boy dame three and oh my boy three and oh nigga with the bet with the young babies, with the young young
0: nigga.
1: i like dame's uh new founded dealer uh, uh not dealership fucking leadership i'm sorry god damn boy you could tell i'm having a case on the mondays I can't even pronounce words correctly. But whatever. I mean, I hope it's true, goddammit, because these niggas need some fight. I mean, to go down 0-3, last two games, they were in those games. First game, you knew they wasn't going to win that. But we'll get to that later. Uh, The Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns have Engaged in trade conversations for Jay Crowder, and the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks are reportedly interested as well. Wow, uh, Jay Crowder would be a great pickup for uh, the Bucks because he's gritty, he's grimy, and he fits right into that Bucks culture, and as far as like physical play, and then he's also a, a streaky knockdown shooter. I say streaky because, uh, before that because, you know, Jay Crowder's always been up and down with that jump shot. We all know that. And he can help. I mean, he, wants, he said he wanted to go back to Miami. But I don't think Jay Crowder has that power to decide where he wants to go unless he's bought out. Him going to the Hawks would be a problem. I think I've said this before, if Jay Crowder go to the Hawks, that completes that 1 through 10 rotation right there, because they already got, you know what, Bogdanovich coming off the bench, you got Okungwu, you got Jalen Johnson, you got uh, the Holiday Brothers, got, you know, I already said Bogdanovich, right, but yet and still, you know what I'm saying, Woo! I would complete everything. Uh Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson both got hurt. Damn. We could have been we could have been undefeated. Damn, we could have been superstars. We don't know. Uh we don't know how uh serious the injuries are because From what I've seen, um, Ingram got hit in the face by his own teammate accidentally, going up for a rebound. So we don't know how long Ingram's going to be out. It wasn't announced. Zion Williamson had a crazy fall the other night. He fell hard. They said, they described it as a hip contusion. I'm sure they'll be monitoring that, but from the looks of it, Zion got up and walked off the court on his own power and remained on the bench, but he did not, you know, play. And a lot of people are questioning um, Willie Green's decision not to play Zion down the stretch, which ultimately led to their loss. Now, me personally, I mean, if my star player is injury prone like Zion is, I'm not putting him back in the game and I don't give a fuck what people say kiss my black ass You know what I'm saying? nah, share So I mean prayers go up to both gentlemen. I hope they're okay. I really do. I love the Pelicans. They're my second favorite team in the whole wide, wide world. But yeah. Prayers up. Prayers up. Um last before we get into this shit, right? Los Angeles Bakers have high interest in Terry Rozier. I mean, Rozier can get buckets. He's a one-on-one nightmare. But will LeBron and Anthony Davis allow him to play his natural game? Or will he be suffocated and thrown to the, he sucks a, a spear, pause. Will he be thrown as a, into the scapegoat box when he doesn't perform? Because Rozier, he's a good player, but he's not clutch. You know what I'm saying? He's a good player though. He's solid. But as I say time and time again, nothing can save these this nothing can save this team. The only way I mean nothing can save this team. You can't tank because you don't have your pick. Right? You don't have your fucking pick. But, you know, you don't have your picks until, what, 2027? That's a long time, bro. And people want you to trade your 2027, 2028 first-round pick for some reason. You can't tank, so you got to be good. My my thoughts would be to do what Danny Ainge did and blow the team up and get young assets, good players, just get multiple expiring contracts. And tried to develop a new system with uh, Coach Ham. Because Coach Ham does not deserve this. I'm sorry. This is like Joe Clark when he walked into Eastside High after uh, 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 20 years and seen how bad it looked. That's what, what Darvin Ham walking onto the Lakers looks like. The thing is, they cannot shoot the basketball. None of them can. And their best shooter, Cole Swider, is not getting no clock. Cole Swider is their best shooter. And they don't put him out there. Because they need him. Because LeBron can't shoot. A.V. can't shoot threes like that. Rust for damn show don't need to be shooting any jump shot whatsoever. So Heald and Turner and Rozier are not going to save you. What's going to save you is rebuilding. Please, Palenka, rebuild. But let's get to these teams, man. Let's see how every team is doing right now. In my eyes, from what I've seen, because I haven't seen everybody. I haven't seen everybody once already. So I can form an opinion. Check these standings out. Let's begin with the Atlanta Hawks. They are currently 2-1 right now. I mean, in the couple games that I've seen them, they're everything that I thought they were. They are who I thought they were. Meaning that, I told you, John Collins is going to have a good season. You want to know why? There's no pressure on him to be the number two option anymore. He's arguably the fourth option on this team. And he's scoring like crazy. And he's on top. He's doing his damn thing. And then DeAndre Hunter. What did I tell you? About Murray and Young creating open shots for, for for Hunter. I told y'all the Atlanta Hawks are gonna be fine. Trey Young is no pressure on him. You know he doesn't have to face as many double teams as he used to because Murray's gonna be open. Then you got two guys that drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick. Weston Celtics. Oh my God. They're undefeated right now. I mean, as they should be. I had predicted that they would be what? The best team in the East? In the regular season? Tatum and Brown are probably the best duo in the NBA right now. I'm going to go ahead and say that now. They're the best duo in the NBA. These are two guys that can get you 30. And Jason Tatum is a better passer than he was last year. And that's all he really needed. What's to pass the ball? And look at him now. And Boston's doing this kind of shorthanded. Without Danilo Gallinari. And um, without Robert Williams III. And MAU Doka. So, got to give props to Boston and to Joe Missoula for starting off pretty well. Um, Their flaws, I can say is height. Bigger teams could take advantage of Boston in the paint because they got Tatum at four. So, if you're a team like Minnesota, you could take it advantage of, like, niggas like uh, Al Horford and Blake Griffin. But Boston looks great so far. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Not quite the start that I expected them to have. I do understand that you have to get chemistry. Chemistry. I mean, this is relatively a new team. I mean, TJ Warren hasn't played yet this season. Seth Curry hasn't played yet this season. Joe Harris has just, just gotten back out there getting reps. I don't like what I've what I've been seeing from Ben Simmons. There's no way this kid can't average 13, um, eight and and, and ten. There's no way. He's becoming he's starting out. he, he no disrespect, but. It sounds like, you know, he's coming out there. His offense is on Draymond Green. And even Draymond has gotten better offensively. And I think Draymond might be a better player than Ben Simmons right now. Which hurts to say a lot, but it's the truth. Y'all might not like that. But Draymond better than Ben Simmons, from what I've seen. Because this dude is ass. Like, this dude just doesn't have... You know, I compare Ben Simmons to Killian Hayes. This is a guy that doesn't have any offensive skills that does nothing but pass. And he can't even do that shit right because he tur- he's turning over the ball. I mean, you're supposed to be on easy street with a Kevin Durant and a Kyrie Irving and, and a Patty Mills and, 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 and a Cam Thomas. And he, now I've seen good passes from Ben Simmons. I'll give you that. But I've seen a lot more bad than good. And I mean bad meaning bad, not good being bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ben Simmons is, going, is is the key to the Nets succeeding. And on the defensive end, you know, he's good. You know, he's still good defensively. I'll give him that as well. He's all right. But I'm expecting 13, 8, and 10. That's not a hard task to fulfill when you got Durant and KD. I mean, well, KD and Kyrie who could easily average 25 points a goddamn game. So, yeah. Let's move on, man. Let's move on to the goddamn Charlotte Hornets. Um, let me see, where the fuck are they in the standings? Oh, the Hornets are two and one. Interesting how they're doing this without uh Lamelo Ball. Ball has yet to uh get on the court. Matter of fact, let me check LaMelo Ball's status and see if he's uh gonna play anytime soon. Then, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. is eaten. In in, in in uh in Charlotte. Shout out to Dennis Smith Jr. Man, he's coming back. There's still there's still no word on when Lamelo is gonna return. But the Hornets and then Gordon Hayward's also been solid too. But again. His health. Can that dude stay healthy? I've been telling the Hornets to break this team up. I don't care if they're 2-1. and Eventually, they're going to hit a wall. Once they start playing like teams that are above their weight class. But do they have the potential to be the Utah Jazz of the Eastern Conference? Sure. But again, it comes down to health. But, all in all, I don't think these motherfuckers are going to do a goddamn thing, really. <laughs> I mean, LaMelo's going to be an all-star. Could possibly put up a triple-double or close to it. He, he's that good of a player, in my opinion. Um, Let's move on to the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are 1-2 right now. Don't let that record fool you. Um, DeMar DeRozan recently got rejected out of a game. That's crazy. But, I mean... DeRozan's going to continue to play at an MVP level. It's just Zach Levine, I don't know where this dude's mindset is. Because some nights he looks like a, a superstar. And some nights he just looks like a regular-ass NBA player that deserves to start. And that's not that's not the Levine that we are expecting. We expect Zach Levine to help DeRozan. And Vucevic, too. However, I do think the additions of Andre Drummond and Goran Dragić off the bench is going to help them immensely. And they finally like beat a legitimate team. In the Miami Heat, they finally because last year they struggled with above 500 teams. Now they beat one already to start the season. So I'm anxious I'm anxious to see like what Chicago does next. Move on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um Cleveland I mean what I mean Garland got injured I think uh in the season opener, right? I think he got injured in the season opener. I think he got poked in the eye. But I don't lo- know how long he's going to be out. But Donovan Mitchell has a, has taken that role and he is finally 100% And Mitchell has scored 30 points in his first three games. 30 points or more in his first three games. And I had warned people about how Cleveland, how dangerous Cleveland was going to be with the Garland and Mitchell combination. Now Mitchell can be free and shoot as many times as he wants. This team in Cleveland was way better than his teams in Utah. You have a reliable uh, second guard who could get you 25 points where whereas Mike Conley was inconsistent on both ends of the court then you got a legitimate center in, in uh, Jarrett Allen where Rudy Gobert wasn't a bad player I feel like he was stifled in Utah and wasn't allowed to do certain things that he's doing in, currently in Minnesota which we'll get to but I love what I see from Cleveland I mean the bench play of Kevin Love You know, Jetty Osman is making his presence felt off the bench. Okoro got to work on that jumper, man. Okoro is a good defensive player, but he's really got to work on that jumper. Uh, Evan Mobley's been relatively quiet. I want to see a little bit more out of Mobley and shit. But once uh, Mobley comes into his own, I think the Cavs will be all right. I think they'll be a contender. I don't think they'll see the play-in game either, contrary to what others believe. Let's, Let's move on to Dallas. Dallas Mavericks. Um, Luka Doncic, that man is an assassin. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like an MVP candidate as I've been saying, you know what I'm saying? He's definitely like an MVP caliber player. That dude is a problem. And then, the addition of Christian Wood, I told y'all, I mean, that motherfucker might be slow, a little bit off, but that nigga can play some goddamn basketball. And I believe that Christian Wood, by mid-season, will be starting. I don't think Kidd's going to keep him in that six-man role anymore. I I don't understand why would you at this point because Wood was 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 cooking the fuck out of a what of DeAndre Ayton the other night. And then with coming back uh, uh Tim Hardaway Jr., you know what I'm saying? Reggie Bullock still there, Spencer Dinwiddie. This Dallas team has potential to go back to the Western Conference Finals. I think they're better than the Clippers right now. The way that they're playing, which will be discussed later. But, yeah, I think Dallas is going to be a really good team, especially with, you know, JaVale McGee and that cast of players. Now, let's move on to the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets currently stand at 2-1. and one. Um, one thing I've noticed, Michael Porter Jr. is really him. If healthy, if healthy, if healthy, if healthy, ladies and gentlemen, if healthy. You got to remember, Porter Jr. was a top 50 player when he was playing, and he's a threat to score 20 points per game. The Nuggets have been missing his scoring health. You know, they the, the Nuggets have been eliminated in the first round damn near every season since they went to the conference finals a couple of years ago in the bubble so having murray and uh porter junior back it helps so much cuz jamal murray is their emotional leader and jokers their skilled guy that gets everyone involved and not to mention their bench additions you know they Denver beat golden state Golden State couldn't treat Denver like they treated the Los Angeles Lakers. Denver's a real team. You know, getting Bruce Brown, drafting Christian Braun, adding KFC. KFC been balling on Denver. If y'all don't know who I'm talking about, Contavious Caldwell Pope, but I call him KFC. Um... They added somebody else, too. DeAndre Jordan. Like, the uh, Nuggets are utilizing DeAndre Jordan's skills more than his previous employers have. So, it's very interesting to see that. But I really like Denver. I like the direction that Denver is headed. Let's move on to the Detroit Pistons. Oh, my Pistons, we had such a good start. We could have had it all, right? But losing to the Indiana Pacers, that's not it, fellas. That's not it. Y'all got to be held accountable for that. Y'all had the lead early on in the game. This has always been the problem with Pistons, with the Pistons, and younger teams in general. Like, they can't hold the lead, number one. They turn over the ball a lot. They make a lot of mistakes. Their team defense needs a lot of work. I mean, Duran can't be the only guy on the team that plays defense. Kate's got to step it on, step it step it up on the defensive end, and so does Ivy. But the bright spots are Kate Cunningham is still the cool, laid back player. He doesn't necessarily have to be aggressive to be effective. He just makes all the right decisions, and you need guys like that. I told you he's—he he reminds me so much of Chauncey Billups. He just does. Leadership, playmaking, decision making. He just gotta—he uh, just gotta play some goddamn defense, man. Ivy, same thing. Ivy's gonna be the killer of the team. Sadiq Bay, the shooter. Sadiq Bey is gonna be the shooter. And Lord knows that man can shoot the rock. I mean, I like this Detroit team, but they gotta get it together. And, and as I say, every fucking show, I know y'all tired of this, but we need to cut and Hayes, man. I'm sorry. This kid just don't got it. He just doesn't have anything to offer this team but a body just being out there. You got to do something to stand out. I don't care if, it is, if, if it's getting six fouls a game. Do something, man. Or get cut because he's still on his rookie contract. If we cut him now... We ain't got to pay him shit. I I, I just don't see it. Maybe he'll improve mid-season. I hope I'm singing a different tune. I'm praying that I'm singing a different tune. Because you need to be a vital piece to our future. You need to be, but I don't think you are. I think you need to go to the NBL, to the 66ers or some shit. Isaiah Stewart. I love Isaiah Stewart, man. Talk about these guys all fucking day. Like, Beef Stew improved his three-point shot. He's playing inside, outside. De- again, defense, defense, defense. You got to help people close out on their man when they get blown by. I still think we got potential, but minimizing mistakes and playing defense are the two things that we have to do. Let's so move on to Golden State. Golden State stands at 2-1. I mean, outside of their mistaken, underestimating Denver, Golden State Warriors look really good. The camaraderie, the chemistry is still there. Adding Wiseman into the lineup. Moses Moody is getting more clock. He's basically take, play, playing the Andre Iguodala role. Except Moses is a way better shooter than Iggy. When go- I had said that Golden State should draft Moses Moody in my uh, pre-draft predictions, and I had no idea that Jonathan Kaminga was going to slip to the seventh pick, no idea. I'm like, Golden State got to get that dude. he go over there, boy. Vital part of the future. I mean, Golden State is just complete from 1 to 10. And maybe 11 and 12, too. Patrick Baldwin Jr., I haven't seen him yet. But once he is on the court, it'll be over with, pretty much. I mean, adding Dante DiVincenzo, adding Jamichael Green. This team is a complete team. This is a goddamn corporation. Like, shout-out to Bob Myers. I mean, he's among the top two GMs in the game, hands down. Now, the only thing that I see that's a problem in Golden State is careless turnovers. I mean, they looked good last night, but I'm just saying, like, they've been making some careless turnovers that need to be fixed. Let's, go, let's move on to the Houston Rockets, man. Houston Rockets are 0-3. Don't let the record fool you. It's a slow start. But Houston has so much potential. Jalen Green is a superstar in the making, ladies and gentlemen. I had said this during the draft. You know, I talk shit about Jalen Green because, you know, it's kind of sort of a rivalry with Cade in their rookie year. And Jalen Green... Uh, Had a slow start. So did K. You know, they kind of like, you know, they're both going to be like stars in the future. Especially Jalen. Jalen's a three-way scorer. He just got to play defense a little bit better. But he's coming along great. And I, I, I like the potential of this Phoenix. I mean, it's not Phoenix, but this Houston team, right? Shit. Still got Eric Gordon. Jabari Smith Jr. looks good. Tari Eason looks great from what I've seen. Sean Tate is a banger. Alperin Sengun, man, Jesus, this team is like gonna in the future gonna be stacked. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. is showing that he's worth the money that they paid for him. But Houston's gotta learn how to close out games, and once they do, the sky is the limit. Indiana Pacers are 1-2. Yay, they beat us. I don't like that shit. But this is a team that is going to be young. I mean, Benedict Matherin is not even starting, and he's busting 20-point games like it's nothing. 25-point games like it's nothing. I truly believe that a deal is going to get done with Buddy Hill going to the Los Angeles Fakers because they see Benedict Matherin's... Um, Potential. And he is Oladipo when he was an all-star before the injury. That's what his game reminds me of. The athleticism and then the jump shooting ability that Oladipo didn't necessarily develop until later on in his career. Tyrese Halliburton, he's going to be a top 50 player this year. Regardless if Indiana wins or not. I mean, I like him. I felt like the Detroit Pistons should have got him over Killian Hayes. That's just me. Miles Turner, I think he, I think Heald and Turner will be gone at some point. But I don't know. There's a, there's a chance that the Lakers don't get either one of them, though. They've been losing at every potential person that they want to get because they're supposed to get Bohan Bogdanovich, Rosier, they're supposed to get him, and then they were supposed to get uh, what's his face? Ah, uh, fuck. Mike Conley and Rudy Gay, those are the other two players. They're still talking about getting uh those Utah players. Haven't heard any talk about Clarkson, but we'll get to that as to why we haven't. But Indiana, I still say lottery. Like a motherfucker. Move on to the Los Angeles Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers are currently an ugly two and one. This is an ugly two-and-one. The, the, the first three games, I mean obviously the Lakers game, they played awful. Last night's game, Clippers didn't look right. Something was off about their chemistry. And I feel like it's time for Tyron Lue to put uh, Kawhi Leonard and John Wall into the starting lineup. If you're going to limit Wall and Kawhi's minutes, I would feel like, you know, starting them to play with Paul George and Abita Zubak and, 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 and Marcus Morris would help the team. Because, you know, yesterday they were down a shit ton of points to the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns kicked their ass. And the Clippers are supposed to be a top team in the West this year. But it turns out that they're a good team. But they might be around 5 or 6 seed. Because of this weird start. Because John Wall, John Weezy Wall, that motherfucker look good. John Weezy Wall, bro, that motherfucker look good. I tell you, that nigga look dangerous and hungry. And limiting his minutes, I understand that, but I don't get it. Not one bit. I mean, it just seems like Kawhi and Paul George's chemistry is off as well. And, you know, Kawhi doesn't have that same lift on that jumper quite yet. He's had good games. Yeah, he had a good game against the Lakers. Well, he always eats up the Los Angeles Lakers. Always. That's not even a question. PG, um, he had a couple of good games. I say they should beat Zubac a little bit more. And take Reggie Jackson and Norman Powell out of the starting lineup. Let them two come off the bench. And I think they'll play a whole lot better. Los Angeles, my favorite team in the world, the Los Angeles Bakers. A whopping 0-3. This 0-3 doesn't have any potential to get better. This team is trash. These are the breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up! Break this motherfucking team up. Send Braun to Phoenix. Get rid of AD's contract. Y'all already think that he's not the franchise player y'all thought he was. AD bust, AD balling. I gotta give Anthony Davis some credit. He is balling Until the next injury, of course. Which we already know, just like Christmas, it's coming. Just like your bills, it's coming. Just like your bitch, it's coming. Pause that, but y'all know what the fuck I mean, man. That motherfucker injury prone and a bitch. Just face the facts. That dude will never be healthy. He always got an injury scare per 30 minutes. And then these non-shooting ass niggas and these, these, these young role players, that don't have no experience, really. I mean, I like Lonnie Walker, but he can't shoot. I like Austin Reeves, but he's a streaky shooter. Max Christie can't shoot consistently. Um, Pat Bev can't shoot. Russ can't shoot. AD can't shoot. LeBron can't shoot. LeBron airballing like a motherfucker. He thinks he's Steph. nigger. you're not Steph. Stop shooting logo threes bro. LeBron hasn't been necessarily the best mid-range shooter either, not since he was young. Not since he was younger. But yeah, this is a not a good look. And free Russ. Free Russell Westbrook, man. Free Russ, man. Free Russell Westbrook, bro. Free Russ. I mean, I wish that they would just trade AD and LeBron and keep Russell Westbrook and build a team around him so that he could go back to playing like Russ. Him being utilized in this half-court shit is not Russ. Russ has never been a good half-court basketball player. He's always been a fast break running gun guy. And AD and LeBron don't play like that. They play traditional old-school half-court basketball. And Russ not cut from that claw. So, yeah, the Los Angeles Fakers are in trouble. And I think an 0-11 start is on the way. And I know once the Lakers get that first win, they're going to be talking shit to me. But guess what? I don't give a fuck. You're still going to be 1-11. One in, one in 11. <laughs> But... The Lakers are ass, bro. (laughs) From top to fucking bottom. Just just baby shit, man. Just straight baby shit. Now, let's move on to the next team. The Miami Heat. Currently standing at one and two. All right. I think the Miami Heat will make the playoffs. But again... They need to do a Lowry for Westbrook swap. I've been saying this, and then, out of nowhere, Ball don't stop fucking going to say it on Twitter, like he created it or something. People be watching my shit, blood. I'm convinced. You know, I didn't I been on TikTok motherfucking two weeks, two, three weeks and shit. Now I hear my Lowry for Westbrook theory out there. I'm the first nigga to say Lowry for Westbrook, okay? Would help both teams. BAM is playing better. Yeah, Lowry for BAM. I mean, Low- I mean BAM Bam's playing better. Bam definitely needs to do better. But he is better. I'll give him that. From the games that I watched him. He seems a little bit more invested into the culture. But I still think they need a little bit more. Like uh, a Lowry and Duncan Robinson for Russell Westbrook. And a, a Hill Turner, then some picks and shit. That could definitely help Miami get to the next level. Sometimes you're one star player away. Free Russ, man, free Russ. But the Miami Heat, as they are right now, they'll be okay. But they're not a championship caliber team. They're a playoff caliber team. Probably be a first round, second round elimination. They're similar to Phoenix. I think Jimmy Butler is going to have a good season, like always. I mean, but, you know, Jimmy Butler is built for the playoffs. Let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks, they're a 2-0 right now. I think Giannis, I mean, it's going to be a a big fight for the MVP between Giannis, Luka, and Ja. I think those three will be the top three MVP candidates. Milwaukee is wild. And if they get Jay Crowder, I think they're just one guy away. Because they have a good rotation and um, obviously the starters. I think once Chris Middleton comes back, Milwaukee will be out for blood. I think that's all they really need. One more bench player and Middleton's return. Because they're doing well without those two. But hey, man. Milwaukee is always going to be in the championship conversation. Long as Giannis Antetokounmpo Negro is averaging 28, 13, and 6, they'll always be in that conversation. Let's move on to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies are 2-1. John Moran is having a crazy start. Outside of the uh, poor game he played against Luka Doncic yesterday, this man has been on a tear. 40-point games, 30-point games. He's been on a tear. And he's letting people know that he has top five potential. So it's interesting, though. I still think Memphis is missing a second legitimate score. <laughs> Dame. <Dang.
0: clears
1: throat> Just had to put that out there. Dame, you gotta think, man. You gotta think about going to Memphis, man. That'd be a good spot for you. Memphis got the assets and the players and the picks to trade, also. I know Dame wants to stay in Portland, but that's the spot I want him to land so him and Ja will tear shit up. Well, but as of now, the Grizzlies maybe can win around from what I've seen. They got a bunch of skilled position players, but they don't have a number two legitimate scorer. And that's going to haunt them deep into the playoffs. Got all the M-name teams out the way, right? (laughs) Let's move on to the New York Knicks. I'm going to be honest. Can I be honest with y'all about the New York Knicks? I honestly think that the New York Knicks are better than what I thought they were going to be because Randall is back to playing like the 2021 Julius Randle. Like, he's averaging 24, 25 a game. And he's aggressive on the offensive end. But again... Wait till they start playing teams above their weight class. That's how you decide on how a team is good. It's how they perform against teams above their weight class. The Knicks always beat up on sub 500 teams. But against the Atlantas, the Clevelands, the Chicagos, the Brooklyn's, the Milwaukees, let's see how they do against them. Because the Knicks still are young, still make a lot of mistakes, and they have the wrong coach. talk about the Pelicans. We don't know the extent of the injuries between Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Losing both of them would hurt this team and hurt and stunt the growth of this team. They need one or both, preferably both. Hopefully, this doesn't slow this blossoming Pelicans team down. With these two crazy injuries and stuff to to these two uh, all-stars. Because, you know, this team has good role players. You know, like Herb Jones, like Devontae Graham, Jose Alvarado, Larry Nance, Jackson Hayes. But if they're missing their two superstars, that could slow down the momentum. Oh boy. Let's talk about the Orlando tragic, I mean, Magic. They do have a bright spot, though. Paolo Banchero is playing out of his mind in his first three games. But they have yet to register a win. Banchero can score 50 points. The Magic's still not going to win shit. They're going back, they're going, going back, back to the lottery. I mean, Banchero's their bright spot. Manchero may have a chance to crack the top 50 this year, as good as he's been playing so far. Maybe, maybe be number 50, 49, something like that. Because he's playing for a piss poor team. So his stats are nice, but they're empty. You understand? And this ain't hate. This ain't no diss records. This is just, you know, a fact. So, that's their only bright spot. I mean, nobody else is being consistent. Now, Jalen Suggs is a lot better than I thought he was going to be. He's playing better. RJ Hampton's solid. Wendell Carter Jr. is good. Franz Wagner is good. I mean, maybe in three or four years, Orlando could be playing bound. Still sitting on potential. That's all I got for you. But they're a lottery team, they're ass. Let's move on to the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers are 0-3. Um, that's very disappointing. James Harden is playing out of his mind. He's playing at an MVP level. He's definitely uh uh he might be a top five MVP candidate at five. But it all depends on how Philly improves throughout the season. You know their biggest flaw, their bench can't score 10 points. He spent all this money, he spent all this money on P.J. Tucker, he spent all this money on DeAnthony Melton, he spent all this money on Daniel House Jr. And then Matisse Stiebel is on the bench, but he can't, he don't get no clock. So obviously this is a draft bust in the making, Stiebel is a draft bust. Let's just make this clear. We had thought Thibel was gonna turn into a three and D player. And then Doc Rivers is on the hot seat too. Move girl, like your ass on fire. Like your ass on fire. Doc Rivers ass is on fire. It's not a hot seat anymore. That seat is burning. And Doc Rivers is going to be the new Joan of Arc. If the Sixers don't get it together, you have an MVP candidate, and an MB, who's not playing consistently, who isn't playing defense. He needs to step it up on both ends of the court. He really does. And that bitch, yo, that whole thing got to go. They need to make a Christian Wood caliber trade for a legitimate six man. And maybe there are some. Let's check and see who Philly can get in free agency right right quick. I know I've been going an hour. I apologize in advance. But we got to speak on 30 teams. And my thoughts in the first three games. Philly needs to make a major trade right now. All right. Who are the current free agents right now? I mean, we know Carmelo is. That could instantly help. Dwight Howard can challenge and be in practice and mentor him. LaMarcus Aldridge, old ass. He could help them. Um, Kent Bazemore just got cut. He could do better than the, 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 the people that's been on Philly. I really thought that Anthony Melton was going to be, like, that legit six man. Turns out he ain't doing a motherfucking thing over there. He fits so much better in Memphis. Uh, Timothy luau Cabarro, he can help a team Melo Dwight Ben Mccklemore is a good would be a good pickup for Philly I think Rajon Rondo Tristan Thompson Lou will is still out there didn't know that yo Lou will going back to Philly. That would be big. Where it all started. Helping Philly out. I think Philly should really go after Lou Will. Because this bench thing, it's not working. So you need to make a trade. Five players and a pick for a, 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 a player who's on a shitty team. should counter LA's offers for heal and steal heal. those are my thoughts, now let's move on to the Phoenix Suns, the, sun, the, the, the Finest Suns, the uh, Finest Suns, Phoenix is 2-1, I mean Phoenix is gonna have a great regular season, they always do, but then they let you down when you need them, Aiton just needs to play better, Just bottom line, he's going to have to average 20 and 13, man. If he does that, I think Phoenix will be, could maybe win a round of the playoffs. Depending on who they play. A Clippers and Phoenix first round showdown will be great for the game. Not going to lie. I'd love to see that. But yeah, Phoenix looks great. But... I feel like they should have went after KD, man. I understand a lot of assets would have had to go. I mean, Phoenix still has the same team. But this is a different West. The Clippers may not be in sync, but once they are, Phoenix is in trouble. Denver is better Dallas is better Golden State is better where in the hell is the room for the Phoenix Suns again maybe around Uh, Portland Portland's off to a surprising 3-0 start under the leadership of head coach Chauncey Billups and NBA superstar Damian Lillard Damian Lillard has been, man, all the he's scored more than thirty in all three of his games, and he trusts his young players. He trusts Anthony Simons. He trusts Shaden Sharp. He trusts Jeremy Grant. He trusts Josh Hart. Trust uh, Joseph Nurkic, and he said that his leadership is built on trust you got to respect that. Are they going to be as potent once they go against team teams out of their weight class? Stay tuned. Sacramento Kings, they're 0-3 right now. Um, I feel like Sacramento is going to eventually turn a corner. They're still pretty much learning each other. Like Sacramento has been in every game. But I feel like they need to start the rookie, Keegan Murray, to take it to the next level. They need to start him. Him coming off the bench, that's not necessarily a good look, in my opinion. So, it should be interesting to see what Sacramento does once they incorporate Murray into the starting lineup. Because Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox is going crazy. But Steph and them kind of ripped them apart yesterday. And watching Clippers-Kings, i seen the potential in Sacramento. They could get up with some of these the top teams in the West. They just have to finish the game. And they haven't learned how to finish games quite yet. San Antonio is crazy, man. 2-1. Shocking 2-1 at that. Will it last? Fuck no. I don't think they've played anybody of significance with the exception of Philly. And they shot the Philadelphia 76ers. San Antonio is in a role where they have literally nothing to lose. And teams are going to play with them. And it's up to those young niggas like Blake Wesley, Jeremy Sohan, Keldon Johnson, who was having having a great start to the season, by the way. But I just feel like... um, San Antonio's not really gonna do shit in the grand scheme of things, despite Pop getting the best out of these guys currently. But the San Antonio Spurs is only a matter of time before they crash and burn. Let's move on to the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are surprising, I can say that. But I feel like them in Washington... Are in the same boat, meaning that these, in a year where the East wasn't so tight, I could say that um, Washington and Toronto would be playoff teams if the East wasn't so good. Um, the Raptors are one and two. That's around what I would expect, because like I like I said before, this is a play-in team. I just don't believe that the Raptors would contend in the champion on a championship level. They would have to make drastic changes to put put stuff around Scotty Barnes. Even with maybe even sacrificing one of the franchise's most beloved players in Pascal Siakam. So, I feel like Toronto is good I just don't see, like, anything changing for Toronto, with the exception of Scotty Barnes being a better overall player, potentially cracking the top 50. Utah, the 3-0 Utah Jazz, now, I'm surprised I'm even saying that, this is a good collection of players, I mean, Danny Ainge's first uh, thing was to fucking tank. But they wasn't... I mean, I don't think he was expecting these players to gel so well together. I mean, you got Mike Conley, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markkinen, Walker Kessler, um, Kelly Olenek, Um You got... Um, It's shocking, but I don't know. This is the first time where I actually am confused on what Utah's potential is because we know Collin Sexton can get you 26 points per game, easy. And Utah still has some of their pieces, but you still, but you got a lot of players that play roles like Jarrett Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. You got um, Taylor Horton Tucker, which I told you is gonna break out this season because he gets to play like Hurt Horton Tucker and not like a LeBron uh, a LeBron a uh, 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 bag carrier. He can actually be like himself and score. Still got Rudy Gay over there giving. Good solid minutes and veteran leadership. So I can see why this Utah team is thriving right now. I had said that they would be a sleeper,
0: but I also did
1: say lottery.
0: <laughs>
1: but it don't, but they're off to a fast start. But we'll see once they go up against these uh big-time teams because they haven't played anyone of significance in my eyes. And let's move on to Washington. This is the last one. I, 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 Before we get up out of here, Washington Wizards, they look good. They're 2-1-1 on right now. They look good. I mean, Bradley, be- the combination of Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis, I knew it was going to be dangerous. I knew it. But, you know, here's the thing. I like the role players of Washington. I like Monte Morris. I like um, Will Barton over there. I like Daniel Gafford to go alongside Przingis and Beal. Then Kyle Kuzma's having a breakout season as well. Another player that the Fakers let go. I love seeing Kuz's ball. is a diamond in the rough and an excellent pickup. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards are 42 and 40, 41 and 41, that type of range, and earns a spot in the play-in. They'll be a tough team to take out during the play-in round. But uh, yeah, that's my show. It's keen On Uncensored, my early thoughts on all 30 NBA teams, and I'm gone.